Live on the deck at the New Birdies Inn, it's the Exeter Football Roundup, a weekly podcast dedicated to the highlights of Exeter football. Brought to you by the New Birdies Inn, there's always something new at the old inn. Penn State Health, St. Joseph Medical Center, on the web at pennstatehealth.org. Sneaker Villa, your team store, and your Exeter Eagles. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan Lineweaver and Darren Ziner. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Birdies Inn. For those of you in attendance, this is the Exeter Football Roundup. We are here to give you an update as far as what happened against Lebanon, give you a little stuff along the way, and we're going to have a good time doing it. Isn't that right, Ryan? Oh, Jerry would unmute me. <laughs> You're unmuted. I'm unmuted, but I can't hear myself. <laughs> See, now these are some of the things. Hello. There we are. They can hear me out here. That's fine. I can hear Darren better than I can hear myself. Yeah, all of a sudden, I just exploded. Shouldn't have. You grabbed the wrong headset again. This was the one put out in front of me. You can see how low I'm bouncing on there, by the way. Okay, all right. Just move along. We'll just pretend that people can hear me. Not sure if they can. I, I can hear myself through the speaker. I can't hear myself through the speaker. You can't? Oh, I'm literally one head to the I don't know what the issue is. He's got the microphone. Oh, maybe. Now I can hear it. You have me plugged in three, don't you? You grabbed the wrong one. All right. Nothing we haven't gone through before. Yeah, always the excuse. Getting getting blamed by Jerry for picking up the wrong headset. That's right. Take again? two. Are right. we going to try this again? Did you want to yeah. do the intro again? Depends if Jerry wants to cut around it for the podcast. <laughs> People are listening. We actually do have people listening. Welcome out there in listening land. We are at Birdie's End. This is the Exeter Football Roundup. And let me tell you something. We've got a lot of Exeter football players here tonight. Guys, it has been a lot of fun watching you. That's right. Kudos to you. An awesome season thus far. Of course, we'll talk about the game at Lebanon, Alumni Stadium, and Ryan Week after week, these kids make it fun for us to do what we do. They do. I mean, we're also uh, a bunch of wild and crazy guys, too. So that that also helps. I suppose that would. (laughs) No, but seriously, these guys, week over week, I mean, sure, they're blowing out opponents, which makes it fun to call to a certain extent. Maybe last week a little less so. Oh, guys, I got to tell you this. Now, of course, we actually alternate. I take the first and third quarters. He has the second and fourth. He got jealous because we put six TDs on the board in the first quarter, and I called them all. So he was was pretty jealous that he didn't get really that many TDs. So you guys got to see if you can even that out and, you know, get a few more in the second. To be fair, coming into last week's game, they put up 77 points in the second quarter. So I was doing just fine up until last week. 
Let's see. We're, we're going to take a look at the old script here and see which direction Jerry wants us to go. That's the other thing, if you haven't noticed. We try to have a good time with it because it's not really about us. Hey, players, it's about you. It's about being able to showcase your talents out there on the field because, again, you're the ones that bring the Exeter program to life, and, and we're absolutely thrilled to be able to put it out over the airwaves and, and show off your talents. So thank you again. Yeah, so normally Jerry does this as a weekly podcast. He cuts everything together on like a Saturday afternoon, you know, dedicates his time and, and energy and into putting all this together. And somewhere along the line, I think I said to Jerry, hey, why don't we try doing this live? I think we were sitting here at Birdie's at the bar having a drink we were. after we a game. We, we came after a game, and what happened is Ryan said, this would be a great place, really great place to uh, – to have a to do a podcast, so I immediately turned to John, uh, John Moravich, the owner. I said, "John, podcast." He went, "We're in," and that's it how was this that was easy. born. It really was that easy. <laughs> of course, you tell him that we're also pulling, you know, how many extra players and coaches and families in tow. The answer becomes a little bit easier. Yeah, but the point is. He, he was, was in. He was willing to have us with or without actually anybody here. Could have been just talking to ourselves. Yes. Instead of Jerry's living room or, <laughs> you know, over at you Village Drive out. and, you know, whatever. All right. Should we get into the game? Let's go. Let's do it. All right. So here we go. A rundown. Exeter. At Lebanon, of course, this past Friday night, the 69-22 final. And we'll go to the script. So the Exeter Eagles continued their role through the regular season this week with, as I mentioned, the 69-22 victory over Lebanon. The winless Cedars were overmatched against the reigning District 3 champions. Come on, let's hear it. Come on, let's hear it. All facets of the team scored. Offense, defense, special teams. Exeter ran a total of 37 plays, 10 first downs, putting up 156 passing yards, 222 yards of rushing, 378 yards of total offense. The defense came up with three interceptions, recovering three fumbles. So Exeter started off their six-touchdown scoring barrage in the first quarter on just their second possession of the game with a run from running back Richie Karstein. Ritelli in the gun, Karstein behind him. It's a high snap, hands it off. Karstein running right, gets through the line of scrimmage, still on his feet, and into the end zone. A touchdown, 19 yards for Richie Karstein. Karstein, his fifth touchdown of the year. And once again, seeking out contact. He gets through that first line of defenders. That only has the secondary. And if it's Richie Karstein with his size going up against some poor cornerback in the secondary, Karstein's going to win. And that time, he carries two defenders into the end zone with him. The extra point failed, so at that point in time, little do we know, it was just 6 nothing. <laughs> but then a long pass to tight end Joey Schlaffer yielded this result. He board certified experts in urgent care and select specialties. So Rotelli throws it deep <laughs> downfield. Schlaffer has it, runs into the far end of the end zone. 70 yards, touchdown Exeter. I couldn't read that any faster. We'll, sorry to Penn State. We'll, we'll eventually get there, but once again. It's you, not due until halftime. It's fine. 
<laughs> running a post route just right by the defender. Ritelli puts the ball on the money. He runs it in the rest of the way to the far right side. And just like that, one play, it's 12-0 Eagles. Oh. So we should, kind of explain, we should kind of explain what happened there. You guys were getting to the line so fast that, like, we weren't even able to finish playing commercials. Well, we didn't go to commercials, so I was like, well, I'll just read right. the Penn State script really quick. Right. And I'm burning through it as fast as I can. And before I even got to the end of it, 70 yards later, we have, uh, you know, Joey Schlaffer setting the new all-time Exeter football record in receiving yards. So now leading all-time in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns as well. So on the next kickoff, Exeter's coverage team decided they would put some points up on the board. And on the ensuing kickoff, the ball rolls down to the goal line. Ryan, you might have a better look at it. I'm not sure, but ultimately he goes to pick it up, and as he does, he's hit immediately. The ball comes loose, and Exeter, did, did they give him a safety or no, did they, they give him. a touchdown? Uh, I believe it. They called a touchdown. They did call a touchdown, but I, they put two points up on the board, so we're going to have to get some clarification here. I think looks it, like they're going. Yeah, it was a touchdown. So I think going it was for, a touchdown. Yeah, they're going for the extra point. The scoreboard will have to uh, update here. It was very confusing, was it not? Well, usually we'll like turn to the scoreboard to take a look, and they put two points up on the board, so they were equally confused, and. Uh, and you see him lining up for the extra point, and you're like, all right, well, it was a touchdown then. And it didn't help that Darren was outside. You were inside. I was also cursing inside, apparently. So <laughs> You were. Thankfully, Jerry cut around that. He cut the, uh, the, the first call of that play, not the uh, extra point on my end. All right, then linebacker Jonathan Martin, he gets in on the action with this acrobatic interception to set up Exeter's next score. They come out of the gun. Castro's in it. He's got Mason sidecar right, two receivers left, two right. Here's the snap. He drops straight back, looking left, throws left. Jonathan Martin with the tip and the INT, and Exeter will take over the ball at the 39-yard line. All right, so after Jonathan Martin makes that interception, Carter Redding, a 40-yard run to the end zone, and this is what it sounded like. Ritelli in the gun. He's got the eye to the left of him. Karstein has it. He bounces. This is actually Carter Redding. He's got God, the sideline, and he's it. taking it into the end zone, 40 yards officially. Touchdown, Exeter. On the next Lebanon possession, a bad snap led to an Exeter fumble recovery. All right, then we move forward. Mason Ritelli getting into the end zone. So Ritelli in the gun. Sidecar right. Schlaffer right, Choi left. There's the snapper. Telly takes the handoff, runs off the right side untouched into the end zone. It's a touchdown for Exeter. It's after frustrating the Cedars again. Three straight Isaiah Choi runs. 
Three straight identical plays, mind you, culminated in a touchdown. So Exeter comes out over the ball, Ritelli in the gun, and they're running same the same play. play to the right. Choi has it. No, nobody touches him. He runs around the end. 16 yards for the touchdown. That made it 42-0 at the end of one. I will tell you this, Exeter players, you actually make it quite interesting for us to call a game. You get to the second quarter and it's already 42-0. We pretty much know what we're going to be doing for the rest of the game, and that's, of course, talking about Exeter football, which we certainly did. And so, also staring at the, uh, <laughs> the roster sheet trying to figure out the second and third teamers. That is true, yes. Coach Bauer always makes games fun for us when those things happen. We will be back with more Exeter Football Roundup after this message from the new Birdies Inn. The new Birdies Inn is your entertainment spot in Exeter. Birdies has open mic night, dancing to the oldies night, Monday and Thursday wing nights, and musical acts playing two times a week. And with the NFL Sunday ticket and 22 TVs, there's no chance you're going to miss a single game. Sports, music, great food and drinks. What more do you need? Birdies reminds you to always have fun and be kind. The new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road. There's always something new at the Old Inn. Penn State Health St. Joseph is here for all of your health and wellness needs. Whether it's our primary care and specialists throughout the region seeing you soon, our urgent care centers in Muhlenberg, Maiden Creek, and Straustown seeing you quickly, our emergency room in Burn Township seeing you now, or our on-demand app and walk-in lab, mammography, and imaging services seeing you anytime. We're ready when you need us to get you back to the health you need to live the way you want. Visit PennStateHealth.org to learn more. Sneaker Villa and the Boscov Shopping Center is Exeter's team apparel and uniform center. They do screen printing and embroidery for schools, businesses, and organizations of all sizes. A focus on customer service is what sets them apart from the pack, and a commitment to Exeter sports is what keeps them coming back. Open from 10 to 7, Monday to Saturday, located at 4290 Perky Omen Avenue. Sneaker Villa is a locally owned business. Sneaker Villa, your team store. Going to the second quarter, as we mentioned, Exeter six touchdowns in the opening frame. And Ryan, you were talking about it even during the broadcast as far as the TD jealousy. I don't know if I've ever necessarily heard that in a broadcast before. But You got six touchdowns in the first quarter to call. It was impressive. It, it was absolutely impressive. So going to the second quarter, Joey Schlaffer, Joey Reedy combined to force a fumble by Lebanon. 6, 54, 27, and 38 to nothing last year. As this ball comes out, it's picked up by Joey Reedy, and it's going to be Exeter football. Joey Schlaffer comes from behind, gets the strip as Castro was moving up in the pocket to the right, looking downfield. And as you mentioned, Joey Reedy with the recovery, and Exeter takes over. Zaymar Pascal then gets into the act, a one-yard touchdown run, and here it is. 
Once again, same formation, just that little pistol offense. Rotelli in the gun. Takes it, hand off to Pascal. Pascal, right up the gut. Easy six points, 48-0 in favor of Exeter. Let's see here. The defense gets involved again. Jaden Zandier making the INT. Once again, a jailbreak here as this one's going to be intercepted. Flag down in the backfield. I have to imagine that's against Lebanon, but a return here makes one man miss. He's across the 30, the 20, 15, 10, 5. Jaden Zandier. Exeter. 53 yards on the INT return for the score. I think they actually gave him 63 when I read it, so I had the three right. Special teams force Carter. Well, let's see. Oh, okay. There you go. Special teams force Carter Redding, who converts this two-pointer. Once again, Carter Redding, a little trickery here. He's going to try to get into the end zone. Bowls over a defender. He's in for two. And for Lebanon, we mercilessly reach halftime, 57-0 Exeter. Quarterback Avin Miller picked up Exeter's scoring in the third. Miller takes the shotgun snap, runs right up the middle, crosses the goal line. It's a touchdown, Exeter. So the mix missed extra point, made it 63-0. And then finally, the Cedars got on the board in the third. A running play off the right side goes into the end zone for the Cedars, and at the 238 mark of the third, they're on the board. And the home crowd rejoices. And rejoice they did. 63-8 to eight your score at that point. And then on their next possession, the Cedars cross the goal line again. As Cedars will break the goal line again. Now 63-14. Honestly, I had no idea what I said in, in that clip. But uh, they did, 63-16, your score at that point. Exeter getting back on the board with another run for Miller, making it 69-16. I think Jerry has the clip. Miller on fourth down, breaks freeze across the 30, 25-20, 15-10-5. Another score for the Exeter Eagles. So Lebanon ended the scoring late in the fourth quarter on a beautiful catch by Braylon Beaver. Still throwing the football as they have some time to kill. They're going to chuck it down the field, getting behind the defense, tracking it down and scoring another touchdown. Is number 11, Braylon Beaver, another junior wide receiver as he got in behind the secondary and in for the score. A mixed, missed extra point. One of these days I'm going to get that right. Missed extra point gave us the final of 69-22. All right, so we'll just keep going then. We did play the Sneaker Villa spot we did. a little bit, so that was next up on. We're all just kind of pointing fingers. So our defensive player of the game, Jaden Zandier, the interception of 63 yards that he ran back to the house. That's right. Let's give Jaden a nice round of applause there. Our special teams player of the game, again, Carter Redding. He has a knack for converting two-pointers, I think four on the year thus far. So Carter Redding, if something doesn't go right at the snap, has the ability to get it into the end zone. 
And let's see, was there something that I may have missed? Yes, the offensive player of the game, Zaymar Pascal, 72 yards and a touchdown on the ground. So congratulations to Zaymar. And, of course, all of that courtesy of our friends at Sneaker Villa, Exeter's team store. You can find them at 4290 Perkyoman Avenue, right in good old Exeter Township. Everybody who gets a player of the game will get a T-shirt. The T-shirts just aren't done yet. They're supposed to be done tomorrow. They're in the mail. They're uh, something. <laughs> just like our checks. They're in the mail. You get paid? <laughs> at least two of us do. Next up, your Exeter Eagles come home. Don Thomas Stadium, they'll take on the Warwick Warriors. Warwick comes in with a 2-3 and three record in the Lancaster Lebanon League Section 2. They lost this week to Mannheim Central 47-13. You'll hear that game on the Exeter Sports Network Friday night, starting at 6.45 with the pregame. Darren Ziner, Ryan Lineweaver, we are the best broadcast team in Berks. We're going to have the pregame show and then bring you all the action of your beloved Exeter Eagles. The self-proclaimed best broadcast team in Berks. Somebody, somebody, somebody has to do it. I also had somebody call me the biggest F-head in Berks, <laughs> so I think it balances out just a little bit. Well, when you're getting that kind of press, that's, that's the you're kind making of a name for yourself. That's the kind of praise I'm always looking for. All right, so it is our pleasure again to bring you tonight's Exeter football podcast from the New Birdies Inn. Looking over at Jerry, we do this a lot. We look at Jerry to find out what we're going to be doing. We've got Coach Matt Bauer coming over for an interview session. We'll make sure he picks up the right headset here. Jerry's actually <laughs> handing it to him, so I think he is the right one. Except he's going to get feedback in front of the, in front of the speaker. Step back. We're just making sure you're awake, that's all. <laughs> Sounded briefly like we were at the leader cross. A little, little bit. <laughs> Wait, I want to know, was that louder than maybe what they would hear in practice? <laughs> Depends on the, on the situation. All right. So, Coach, one question I have for you. Obviously, you're coming into Warwick. You're undefeated. How do you keep these kids focused? It's really, really easy to get overconfident when you start rolling through teams the way they have. How do you keep them focused? It's not easy for sure. You know what I mean? Uh, don't let that 2-3 and three record fool you. Warwick is definitely the best team we are going to uh, face up to this point. They have a really nice quarterback. They do a lot of nice things, but uh, I think we're up for the task. So when you go through the schedule that you have so far, it would seem to be, again, a little maybe lighter on the front side. So at that point, again, and, and when I talk about the overconfidence piece, it's a matter of, hey, look, guys, it gets harder. I've never been that type of person, you know, 13 years ago when I started, you know, it was always one week at a time and that's what the way it's always been. My guys will tell you I'm very repetitive and I tell the same thing over and over and over again. But right now the only personal, the only team on our schedule is Warwick for sure. And 
we got to keep them grounded. It's one week at a time, and they definitely know how to prepare. So just going back briefly to last week, because I'm not sure how much time we can spend on, on that game. Sure. Uh, is there anything that you can take away from a 69-22 to 22 victory? I mean, like I said, it's one of those things where, sure, you might look at the tape and you say, that's really great. We scored on one play, two play, three plays. Is there anything that you can take away from things that you did well against the Cedars that will translate to a better team? Well, if you look at the week before with Mifflin and all the penalties we had as far as false starts and being undisciplined, we challenged the kids last week to definitely eliminate that, and we were successful in that aspect. Again, I'm not taking anything away from Lebanon, you know what I mean? They have their own problems and things like that, but we weren't going to play down to their level. We did what we needed to do to be successful, and uh, I think we definitely took a step forward. You know, Coach, a lot of times, as you know, with victories, you get the credit. With losses, you take the blame. As far as the victories are concerned, tell me about your coaching staff. You know, certainly they're behind the scenes, but you've been putting together great game plans leading into these victories. Why don't you talk about your coaching staff a little bit? I mean, again, I'm so thankful that I had who I ha- I have who I have. It's been a long road to get to the, the quality of people that I've had. I mean, it's crazy when you think that I've had three people on my staff currently that coached me back in 1994. Uh, they're tremendous. Uh, the chemistry of our staff is so well, and I think that we give the kids the best experience possible, and that's what the most important thing. Win, lose, or draw, these kids are definitely becoming young men who are, you know, learning how to deal with adversity and uh, improving from week to week. And that's, to me, long after they put on a helmet or stop putting on a helmet, they're going to have these life lessons, and that's directly correlated to my coaching staff. Talk a little bit about your defense. Coming into last week, you guys were averaging less than a touchdown per game given up, uh, and most of that was, honestly, against Boyertown. Sure. <laughs> You've only had one touchdown scored against your first-team defense. What exactly makes that unit tick? I mean, I, definitely our front seven controls the line of scrimmage, and that helps tremendously, you know. But overall, the chemistry of our, t- our team is very good. We're definitely senior-led, and uh, – we have high expectations. You know, last year was last year, don't get me wrong, but the group from 2021 definitely set the tone on what the expectations are, and our seniors this year have definitely picked up that mantle and have basically taken it on the next level. So, Coach, this is one of those observations from the booth prior to last week's game, or I should say prior to the game during pregame. Noticed you took uh, Zamar Pascal aside, you had your hand up on his helmet. Would you care to share with us what words of wisdom you're giving him, knowing that he's probably going to see some game time? Uh, no, I would not specifically, <laughs> but Zamar is definitely a work in progress. Uh, he works hard, and, you know, it, it's all dependent on merit-based. You know, when he has a great week of practice, he's going to get – the opportunity to play on Friday night and that's what he did on Friday night and he took he took the opportunity and definitely took it to the next level so we definitely uh, kept our our progress in him on the right direction and that's all we need to do from week to week he's a young man and he's definitely improving from week to week and that's all we could ask at this point 
So talking about a second-team offensive player, who stood out because you have inserted your second-team defense an awful lot this season, at least in the early goings, maybe a little bit less so as we get deeper into the season, but who has impressed you off the second-team uh, defensive squad? Uh, I mean, Jaden Zandier definitely does a nice job. He's done a nice job in JV for us. He had, a obviously, an interception for touchdown. But overall, uh, these kids keep working. Tyler Flanders and Logan Wegman, two linebackers that do everything we ask every night. Uh, they're tremendous scout team players, and, we, you know, we challenge them a lot to give us a good look, and it's hard against the line we have. But overall, I would say those two definitely have uh, – Answered the call. Coach, I want to point out special teams because last year we had Jacob Wolf, who kick returner specialist. Nathan Pashley, I think, is that guy again this year. Certain squads are kicking away from him. They're not putting it deep, giving him a chance. Tell us what that type of returner, because we've seen him make a difference already in some of these games on his returns. Again, I'm so thankful to have Nate Pashley. You know, in 14 years, I haven't had a lot of transfers that came in and were plug-and-play kids, but wow, is he ever. Uh, he's fearless. He's smart. He's such a student in the game. And, I, you know, the way he approaches each week is definitely refreshing, and I'm thankful to be his coach. And I, I expect a lot of big things for him tomorrow night. Speaking of special teams, Carter Redding and the two-point conversions. You can just nod your head if you don't want it to get out on the podcast, and we'll know here in person. But are those broken plays, or are they actually scripted? You know, up to last <laughs> week, I, I didn't know. You know, I didn't really think that last snap uh, against Lebanon was that bad. But he's a playmaker for sure. He's very dynamic, and, you know, he definitely wants to contribute. He's got a great heart, and he's definitely one of the futures of the extra football. So, I'm glad he has some success. Coach, when you have offensive weapons the way that we do here at Exeter, how fun is it literally putting together a, an offensive game plan when you know you've got, you've got Richie Karstein, of course, Joey can play a number of different positions, and, and Pascal and Carter Redding and uh, Pharrell Caceres in the backfield, and then, you know, as far as Choi and, and Carter Redding out there and Joey running routes and Zach Zandier. I mean, the list goes on and on. How much fun is it putting that game plan together? Fun, uh, I would say it's <laughs> definitely enjoyable, but it's definitely stressful for sure. You know what I mean? Uh, the most important thing is that these kids always put the team's needs first. And, you know, whatever it takes to win, they're willing to do. They're a very unselfish group, and that's the most important thing. You know, we always want to, if in order for us to be successful, we want to definitely make sure we win first and foremost. We're not complaining about touches and things like that. And, you know, that's the mark of a good team, and that's what we're trying to get to. Well, Jerry's telling us to wrap it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll let the man go eat. Well, thank hey, you, coach guys. And Bauer, again, thank you. Coach Bauer, thank you. Guys, let's hear it for your coach. Appreciate it, Coach. It's been a pleasure watching all these players this year, and coaching is a large part of you putting them in the position to win. So watching them through the first five games with five still left to play, I I'm excited about the back half of this schedule. I'm all really, right. I'm really excited to watch them play better teams and maybe not put up 69 points, but certainly watch them 
impress week in and week out. And we know we've, I think we talked about everybody, offensive, defensive, special teams, but the one thing that we didn't talk about was the offensive line. If you're an offensive lineman, get that hand in the air. Let's see those offensive linemen pushing those guys around and open up those holes. Guys, oh, that was weak. Come on, let's hear it for the offensive linemen, guys. Come on. All right, nicely done. They make things so easy for that offense. You know, almost too easy. We, we get the pleasure of watching them open these holes and yeah, you get accustomed to it, and then you start expecting it, and then they just do it time and time and time again. We talk about Jerry being able to run up in the backfield and score touchdowns. That's true, and when something like that happens, look out. That would be a treat, wouldn't it? <laughs> well, I won't ask how old you are, Jerry, but your hair gives it away. Jerry, we're going to make this hole for you. Just start walking. <laughs> are we going to commercial? We don't have to. We don't have to. We paid enough love to our sponsors already. Yes, Apparently so. Yes, we did. So, so one thing that I did want to do, I wanted to mention that athletic director Tom Legath was here. Is Tom still here? He left. The Irish goodbye. Okay. <laughs> At least Superintendent does. Christy Howler was here as well. Is she, is she still here? Just left. Okay, we missed them both. But uh, we thank them for coming out. Yeah. We would like to uh, call Patty Moravich to the uh, to the table, if you're available, Patty, please. To the principal's office, since it's got a school vibe tonight. This time we'll hand it behind the speaker. That's right. Well, sometimes you need to figure out what's going to work until. Yeah. Folks, this is Patty Moravich. She and her husband, John, who is behind the bar, own the new Birdies Inn. Let's give them a round of applause for hosting us. Yeah. So, Patty, uh, I, I wanted you to, to come and tell us about Birdies, the new Birdies Inn a little bit if you could. Okay, so we did, um, we kept the same recipe for the burgers and have been a big hit for over 30 years. So we have the same awesome burgers and we now have it so you can build your own burger. You can add whatever you like on your burger and we have a little burger sheet that you can fill out and make it the way you like it. This is my favorite spot in Exeter. Mm -hmm. I love coming here. We come after games, after the home games and uh, just hang out, and, and it's a great bunch of people who show up. You've really cultivated a great, uh, you've culti cultivated a great customer base. Thank you, thank you. And we look to please our customers through the winter. We're looking to put slides up along the perimeter of the deck, and we are getting some different uh, ideas on how to heat it as well, so we can enjoy this hopefully year round. This would be a great spot in the winter. Watch uh, snow coming down, mm -hmm. watching a football game. Yes, it would be, right? absolutely. We've yeah. also made some additions on the inside as well. I extended the liquor license inside the bar and found that there's a walk-in fireplace in the back that we would like to have that. Uh, they're going to sandblast it and repoint it and make that a nice little cozy room nice. to have a dinner. And we're still keeping the pool table for families that like to play pool. Okay. And we would like to also make some other changes with the dining inside as well. So John gave me a, a bit of the history mm -hmm. of Birdie's Inn. Can you give us a little bit of that? 
So we found that the original inn might have been built around 1790, and then the... Um, addition to the post office was around the mid-1800s, and that's why that's a beautiful stone that's attached to the original inn, because that's what they used it for the exterior of the, of the post office. And we do know it's been in many families as a bar. Before Birdie, we also had, I don't remember the name of the, of the owners, but it was an inn before Birdie had it as well, and we're looking to see where we can track it back to when it was first an inn. Back in the Back when you had a liquor license, you had to have a place for people to stay in order to have a liquor license. Uh. That's why they called it an inn, because they had to provide a place for people to stay after they had a few drinks. So there was no consideration to make it John and Patty's place? <laughs> no, not, no. It has a good reputation. We wanted to keep, keep the name for birdies. Very smart. Well, as I said, this is my favorite place. I love coming here. I hope we introduce some folks to it tonight. Uh, everybody listening, I would highly suggest you get to the new Birdies Inn and sample the burgers, the wings. How many beers do you have on tap? I think we're up to 14 beers on tap. Is that a lot? That's a, that's a nice sample size, absolutely. And I'm also going to throw out there, if you are a sports fan, they've got TVs around the outside bar. It is a sports fan's dream. So come on out here, have a few, watch some sports, and I promise you will not be disappointed. And we also have DirecTV, the ticket, inside as well right now. We're looking to get that extended out, out in the deck as well. The Sunday ticket. Sunday ticket, yes, thank Excellent. you. Excellent. And also, Excellent. this is a fun fact, Anthony Cachese was in my pre-K class. The first year I taught pre-K at St. Catharines, uh, Anthony was... Uh, my student, who was about that tall when he was in my pre-K class. All right, so Anthony, <laughs> Anthony, did, did you hear that? Did you hear this? Go ahead. I said you were in my first pre-K class that I taught at St. Catharines, and he always got a gold star. He was always a very well-behaved right. young man. I'll Anthony, put that on his college Anthony, transcript of Delaware. <laughs> Anthony, she said you were five foot nine in pre-K. Yes, you were taller than me. Yes. <laughs> Patty, thanks so much for stopping. You're welcome. And thanks so much for hosting us. This You're is, very uh, welcome. This has been an amazing night. We're and uh, we'll be back. Well, thank you. We love having you. We, we appreciate you coming tonight. It was nice thank to you. see the boys have a good appetite. Absolutely. Thank you, thank thank you. you very thank much. You. Appreciate Patty, it. Thank you. Hey, football players, let's hear it for Patty and John. Come on, here at the Birdies Inn. All right. Well, just like any other broadcast we do we look for jerry to give us some direction as to what's supposed to happen next he did have a script, he did have a script. but it's kind of open-ended one of the other coaches one or two players picked from the list yeah I, I saw looking, that too I'm looking for the list oh the list hang on i've got the list this is one of those things where now they're all uh-oh we're on a list where is it Honestly, I think we just take anybody who wants to come talk to us. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to pick somebody. You. Whoever doesn't make eye contact with you, that's who you select. It's always the kid in the back of the class. Usually. I don't know. It was here. It disappeared. Oh, there we there go. There it is. There you go. Full names from a hat. So, there you go. So this is the head count here tonight. That's a pretty decent, decent head count here. It is. It is. 
So we'll ask. Oh, wait. You know what? Hey, football players. All right, here we go. Here's a question for the football players. Which, which player would you like to see interviewed the most? Is, is Jonathan here? Yes. All right. All right, come on, bring it. Let's go. Looks like the answer is Tyler Flanders. That's right. Now, don't be nervous. Now, as part of one of my favorite movies, I State Your Name. I State Your Name. Go ahead. Oh, oh, oh. Tyler Flanders. <laughs> All right. Say your name. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's, sorry, you know. Old school movie time. What can I say? All right. So, here we go. We're going to ask a few questions. All your teammates are looking at you right now. Give me three words they would use to describe you. Uh, good at football. Um, very attractive. Those are five words so far. <laughs> yeah. And, um... Oh, a tough third one. Uh, I mean, he's already at five Funny, words. I guess. Now we're at six. That's all right. We'll let him off the hook. All right, so position. You got to tell us as far as what position you play out on the gridiron. Uh, I play linebacker and tight end. Linebacker and tight end. All right, so you might know Lucas Palange. I understand he plays some linebacker out there too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, if I no, I won't go there. I was going to say start comparing him to players. Am I going there? All right. Who's the better player, you or Lucas? Oh me. All right. <laughs> Figured that was coming. Yeah. Go ahead, take it away. What's your greatest accomplishment so far as a football player? Um. Honestly, I've just been trying to improve on like scout team is and trying to give them the best look I can, and just try my hardest whenever I can. So, tell us as far as what class you're in. Where are you in school? Uh, right? I'm in uh, I'm tenth grade. Tenth sophomore. grade. Okay. 2025. So, so now you've got, of course, last year the, the district champions. Mm -hmm. This year, this team setting the precedent, the expectation for the younger classes to raise your skill level up to where they're at. Tell me, as a sophomore, how are you feeling that right now, knowing that, you know what, they're setting the bar high. we got to come and, and we got to make it happen. Uh, well, yeah, they're definitely a very good team. And um, I feel great to be a part of it. And like I said, I just try to give them the like, best look to make them the best as possible and keep going and go as far as you can and winning. And good for you, too. And I heard somebody else say, if it, they don't get to where they are without you. So don't think for one second that your role on that team is any less because we're going to have the fun of seeing you out there on a Friday night, and it's going to be a blast. So keep working hard. Thank you. Appreciate it, Tyler. All right. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah, Tyler! Did I hear a Jonathan Martin request? Yeah, I think a... I heard a Jonathan Martin. <laughs> because I know of at least one question. Oh, I there's definitely <laughs> one question that's coming. Yeah, no doubt. 
number 42. Yep. Number one in our hearts. That's right. Go ahead. You want to ask the question? Yeah, so I'm going to go, go ahead for and it. ask the question. John or Jonathan? Because I believe that um, we had your grandfather at one of the games, and he was very irritated with the press box that they um, were not calling you Jonathan on the field. I'm fine with Jonathan. I mean, John. But my, my family, they really like the, uh, my whole name, so they just call me that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Does everybody else call you Jonathan, or is it just your they, family? They call me John. All right. Yeah, tell us about uh, good idea. Let's go to Lebanon. All right, throw across the uh, left side, center mid. You make a nice job as far as knocking it up in the air with the hand, able to come down with it. This yeah. is just a natural ability, right? Mm -hmm. But I would have I would have impressed myself more if I would have just snagged it one-handed and took it back to the crib. <laughs> All right, the uh, the OBJ thing there. That's yeah. right, Odell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, there was actually I forget which game it was, but. An amazing one-handed grab, too, so you've got to work up to that. We're expecting. No, I'm not saying that because Coach Bauer is going to hear this, and you're going to be in practice doing everything one-handed, and we're going to no, do that. We're going to be the reason you're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> you do it already? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, how long have you been playing football? Um, this is my first year back, but I stopped playing back in sixth grade. Sixth grade? Wow. Yeah. Talk about how tough that is, coming back. No, no. it's my senior year. I wanted to play. Just that easy? Yeah. God. All right, so if we're, we're really straying from football here, there's a dance-off, all right? Who are you picking to dance off against? I guess Keegan. All right. So is that going to be a close competition no, there all. or not, not at, at all? all. <laughs> not at all, all right. I'm leaving him in the dust. Well, no, no, no. No. All right, Keegan, you have anything to say for yourself here? You you gonna step up? You wanna you wanna go on the mic? <laughs> okay, hey, bring Let's him up. Why here. not? Yeah. We'll swap All right, Jonathan, thank you, sir. Thank you, John. All right, Keegan, I'm gonna make this one easier. State your name. <laughs> Keegan Allen Sneeringer Sabaka. All right. <laughs> And position? Uh, defensive tackle. Defensive tackle. There is a lot of pressure on the, uh, the defensive line. We've talked about it all year, how you guys haven't given up that many points all season. Do you guys feel any pressure as far as stepping up and making sure to, to keep uh, the team in games? Or you just go out there and do your job? Yeah, do, do my job. Do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> Well, you basically handed him the answer. Just, uh, yeah, I, well. Here, here you go. Now, hey, you know what? Give him credit. He stepped up here, man. You know, he was like, yeah, why not? You know, so it's not always easy getting in front of everybody. So what's All your right. favorite part of being part of the team this year? Uh, hitting people. <laughs> and what, what's your class? Uh, are, are 2024. You, 2024. All right. So this is, this is the future. This is the future. How does that feel, knowing that you're going to be part of keeping the tradition alive at Exeter that's been going on? Pretty good. Yeah? No, no pressure, though, right? No. No pressure. You just go out there and make it happen. No pressure at all, except to be the second best dancer on the team. First. All right. So who would you dance off against? 
Probably cheese because he's big. All right. <laughs> All right. Keegan, thank you very much, buddy. Appreciate it. Let's hear it for Keegan. Come on. Is it time to wrap up? Jerry's throwing his arms in the air. Sometimes that happens, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes we do that, too. He does that literally all the time in our post game. Because otherwise we'll start WEUing it and hanging on for an hour. That is, yeah, that's the truth. The other. The other, other. The, the other, other. The other. What do they call it? The other white meat? Something like that. Okay, so guys, uh, th this has been a great night. I, for one, am, am thrilled to have done it. I hope that we can do it again next year. And uh, Hey, let's hear it for Exeter's football team, Coach Bauer, the staff. You guys, it's been a lot of fun watching you. We're going to continue to have a lot of fun. And, of course, best of luck the rest of the way out. So once again, Exeter playing against Warwick at home tomorrow night. 6.45 with the pregame. 6.45 with the pregame with us. 7 o'clock kickoff. Jerry looked like he was going to say something. Now we're going to go eat. Now we're going to go eat. Time to eat. Go. So thank you to Birdies for hosting us. It was fantastic. And we will talk to you tomorrow night. The you new will. Birdies in. The, the new, new Birdies, birdies in. Is the new Birdies in. I stand corrected. We'll see you tomorrow night, and I'll try not to curse. Good evening. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on the Exeter Sports Network for the Exeter Football Roundup live on the deck at the New Birdies Inn. Join us every week for the Roundup and every Friday night on the Exeter Sports Network for Exeter Eagles football. This has been a presentation of Jerry Geloff Media.